Thank you, Craig. Last time I had my chair. I'm going to try and be braver this time and not have a chair. If you guys remember, I was afraid last time. So I put it there. It's close. But I'm going to do my best not to use that chair. Can you hear my heart? I can. It's all right. Youth. So. I asked them to stay in here with me today. It gives me some familiarity, so I'm glad they're in here with me. Thank you, guys. All right, so last time I was up here with you guys, uh, over probably six weeks or so ago, I told you guys I'm a devotioner. I do devotions, right? This time, I'm going to tell you that I have a teaching testimonial. I said that to my wife, and she said, that's not a thing. Okay, it's a testimonial teaching. How about that? I'm making it up as I go, but it's part testimony and part teaching for tonight, okay? So I call it what I call it. It's a testimonial teaching. So I've got a little bit of stories and some teaching with it as well. So bear with me a little bit, um, especially as I've fixed this. So. Um, so last time, if you guys can remember what I spoke on, the words were rejoice, pray, and give thanks. And I told you guys when the Lord gave it to me, I was like, that's not really who I am. I'm not really that rejoicing, joyful guy. Ask my friends, people, my wife that knows me. Yeah, he's not really very joyful. Um, that's not really what I'm good at, but yet that's what the Lord gave me. This time, about a month ago, when he gave me what I knew I was supposed to speak on, I thought, really? Can I get something that I'm maybe good at, that I, I can speak on? I thought about asking you guys to shout out what this might be, but I was afraid to, to ask what, these, what this could be, so I'll tell you. The word was boldness. So he told me to speak on boldness, and not just regular worldly boldness, but spiritual boldness. Yeah, I'm not really a bold guy. I, I like the same, this is a bold shirt for me, but usually I like basic stuff. I like grays and I like blacks, and I, you know, I'm not bold in my dress and my attitude and anything really. I'm not a bold person, yet here the Lord was very evidently telling me to speak on boldness and spiritual boldness all right as the weeks unfolded and I've sat because I knew I knew unfortunately I shouldn't say unfortunately I'm thankful to do this truly I don't I shouldn't be sarcastic I am but I knew my time would come up here again to do this and yes I was nervous but as the other people spoke it became more and more evident to me that this is what I'm supposed to say and what I'm supposed to do Dan Fletcher started with peculiar people we are to be peculiar in our actions and how we carry ourselves. Christians are to look different and be different than Dan Eldridge was. Our prayers should be bold and persistent and desperate, praying for others. And then Tara was talents, using our talents for the Lord, using our talents for good. And then even Dallas was loving others the way Christ loves us, right? All these things that I'm seeing this theme of Christian characteristics, they're teaching us, and, and that was unplanned. All that had a theme weaved woven all the way through it we didn't plan that that just is how the lord laid it out but as i'm sitting back knowing what i'm going to speak on boldness it was like this is that ingredient okay we've got these things here this is what we are to do as christians how we are to carry ourselves but it takes one little oomph to then do it for others all those things prayer our talents our boldness our our peculiar people is for others so others can see Jesus right but if we don't have an element of boldness we're not going to get it done so the Lord told me spiritual boldness so as I 
began to look at spiritual boldness and what that is. In Scripture, I see boldness more often than not with righteousness. So I see righteousness and boldness together. Righteousness, doing what's right. Not just because you think it's right, but doing what's right according to the word. Living that kind of lifestyle, a righteous lifestyle. I see righteousness and boldness together all throughout Scripture. But I don't want to say just being righteous and doing good leads to spiritual boldness because that's not true. Like Dallas said, there's people in the world that want to do good and want to do right, but it doesn't mean they're doing it through Christ, through the lens of Christ. Same thing with us. We can be do good and right things, but if it's without something, we're missing it. We don't have that spiritual boldness. And the without is the Holy Spirit. So he's got it on the screen there. Righteousness, this is what I came up with in my geniusness. Righteousness leads to boldness through the power of the Holy Spirit. So you have to have all these three parts to have spiritual boldness. As from what I from what I see here in Scripture. Righteousness leads to boldness through the power of the Holy Spirit. We're going to get into Scripture and talk about that. While I'm telling a story, turn to 1 Peter 3, 13 through 17. And he'll have it on the screen. <clears throat> All right, so quick story. I timed myself earlier today, and I was a little bit longer than what I had expected. So quick story, a story that a lot of you have heard that have been in my life group. I call it my jacket story. Raise your hand if you've heard the jacket story. All right, so some of you, not everybody's heard the jacket story. But quickly, this was probably eight years ago. It was on a Saturday before my daughter's birthday. I had to run to Food City to get something um, for, the, for the party. So it was cold. I had on a jacket, a very nice jacket that my mom had got me, a spider. It's called a spider, a snowboarding jacket. It had this little spider on it. And she would always say, ooh, Matthew, it's got a spider on it. I loved it. It fit me good. It looked good in it. I loved it. And I told you, I don't like clothes. I have a three-shirt cycle. This is day three. You're going to see it again in three more days. But this jacket, I loved this jacket. I go to Food City to get what I needed to get for the party and get out. I'm in line checking out, and the kid, the high schooler that's checking me out, he is my size roughly, and I'm in a hurry. Man, love that jacket. It's a good-looking jacket. Hey, thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. I really got to go. I didn't say that, but like, I'm thinking I got to go. Hurry. Man, I wish I could afford a jacket like that. And mind you, it was an expensive jacket. And I was, yeah, it was a gift. I didn't pay for it myself. It, it, someone gave it to me, but I, yeah, it's, it's a nice jacket. Thanks, man. I, I got to go. I'll talk to you later. I get to the door, and you know the door at Food City where when it's cold out, they blow the hot air on you? I get to that door, and the hot air hits me, which I think it was blowing. It may not have been because it could have very well been the Lord. I felt the Lord clearly 100% tell me, go back and give me your jacket. What? This is my jacket. This is my spider jacket. I, 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 what? Get, go back and give me your jacket. I stopped and wrestled with the Lord very quickly. I, I can't. I got to go back. My wife needs me to get back. I have to go back to the birthday party. I can't do this right now. So what did I do? I got in my car and left. I didn't listen. I didn't go give him my jacket. I got in my car and left. So I got in my car and I said, I'll go back tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. It's okay. I'll do it tomorrow. I can, I can buy another jacket and give it to the kid. It's okay. I'll do it tomorrow. So quick version is I go back the next day to Food City with the jacket off. To, well, I guess it was Monday. I go back in Monday to find him. He's not there. Look around. He's not there. I go back Tuesday. 
he's not there again. And I asked the manager, I go to the manager, I said, listen, there was a guy here, yay, yay big, he'd fit in this jacket, I've got to give him this jacket. I don't really know, I can't think who it is, pulls up Facebook, goes through Facebook and shows me all these people, he's not there. Can't find him, never did find him, don't know where he's at, never gave him the jacket. Remember that story. So, 1 Peter 3, 13 through 17. Now, who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect, having a good conscience, so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if that should be God's will, than for doing evil. All right, so that set of scripture. I want to give some context before I jump in and pull some things out. This is Peter. We all know Peter. Peter wrote 1 Peter. He writes it to Gentile Christians that have been displaced amongst Southern Asia. And it goes, this letter goes to several different churches. And it's a letter giving them, hey, how to, how to act, how to live, living Christ-like, living in that way. It's a, it's a lot of that, but it's also because they're being persecuted. Persecution is beginning at this point in time. It's not completely ramped up to where they're killing Christians all the time like it gets to, because this is under the reign of Nero and it gets there, but it's more just their way of life, how they're living, their jobs, their families, they are being persecuted. So Peter is telling them, hey, no matter what, stay strong, do this thing, do these things, live this way. And verse 15, always be prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. I see this chunk of scripture and that's where I start with the boldness. That's where the boldness is to be ready to proclaim Jesus to someone when they're coming after you. Be ready to proclaim the hope that is within you. That's the boldness that I see in that scripture. But then I break it out a little bit further to see how did they get to be bold like that? I told you it's righteousness turns into boldness through the power of the Holy Spirit. So if I look, how do I get to that point? I see some of these words, zealous for what is good, righteousness, have a good conscience, good behavior, doing good, right? Those words are all scattered about throughout that verse 15. In 13, 14, 16, and 17, you see those words, zealous for what is good, righteousness, good conscience, good behavior. Do these things. Christian, do these things. Live your life in this manner. And then you're going to be able to boldly proclaim Jesus when that time comes. Live this way. Be righteous. So, how do you do that? How do you live a righteous lifestyle? How do you be righteous? Thought number one, point number one, thought number one, is have you been with Jesus? If you want to be righteous and you want to live a righteous lifestyle, according to his rules and his laws, have you been with Jesus? You have to spend time with Jesus. So, Acts 4.13, again, using scripture as my backing for this. Again, this is Peter and John. We just talked about Peter. Peter, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated common men, they were astonished, and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. They, in this scripture, are the same people that sent Jesus to the cross to be crucified. This is the high priest, this is Caiaphas, this is Anna, this is the people that just a few bit ago, weeks ago, sent Jesus to the cross to be crucified. This is after his death and resurrection, after Pentecost, when they had received the Holy Spirit. 
Peter and John are in the temple. They just healed a lame man, and they're telling the same people that threw Jesus on the cross, hey, we did this in Jesus' name. That's, that's bold right there, right? They were arrested for this, and there they are boldly proclaiming this again, probably in their mind saying, we're going to be next. We're boldly saying Jesus' name to these people, and they just put him on the cross. Yet Peter and John did it anyway. So this they that they're talking about that says, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived that they were uneducated common men. So my first thought there is, guys, we've got a chance. They were uneducated common men. Luke, I'm uneducated and I'm common. Just like Peter and John. But they had boldness, right? They had boldness because, look at the bottom, at the end of that verse it says, they recognized that they had been with Jesus. This is the verse that started it all. This verse came to us in Life Group um, a few weeks ago. We, we were talking about boldness and what that means. We're reading through Acts in our Life Group and how the church began and how it took off through their boldness. But it happened because they had been with Jesus. The disciples had walked with Jesus. They had lived with Jesus. When you have been with Jesus, truly been with Jesus, you cannot help but be changed, right? You cannot help but be different. So if you've been with Jesus, you're going to be changed. Your character, your attitude, your demeanor, what you say is going to be different. So these disciples, Peter and John, that were regular and common, like me and Luke, were bold because they had been with Jesus. So my first thought to you, first point to make to you all is, have you been with Jesus? Truly, have you been with Jesus? Do you daily spend time with Jesus? Because if this is it and Sunday's it, it's not enough. It's not enough to be with Jesus, truly be with Jesus. To, to be spiritually bold, to walk in righteousness, you have to be with Jesus. So, my, back to my jacket story. I'm going to compare and contrast where I went right and where I went wrong. I went wrong because back then, yes, I was teaching, my wife and I were teaching college and career at that church. We had a life group and we went to church. But you know what? I can sit here and tell you that I was not truly with Jesus all the time. Like, just, I wasn't at that stage and age of my life. Like, I just wasn't. That morning, I was not with Jesus. So when that came to me, I wasn't ready to be spiritually bold. I wasn't ready for that situation because I hadn't been with Jesus. That's where I went wrong. One of the reasons where I went wrong that day. I wasn't with Jesus. Verse 14, back to our main text, David. Verse 13 and 14, I'm sorry. I'll mess them up back there. David's not there. Travis, sorry. Now, who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled. The biggest reason that I think in our world today why we don't, and this is, I'll come back to you, youth, tune me back in for a minute. Why we don't while we are not spiritually bold, me, is because usually we're afraid, right? We're afraid of what someone's going to say, what someone's going to do, what they're going to think of us. We're going to fail. They're going to ask a question we don't know. We are afraid. We have fear when it comes to being bold. And I mean that in the sense of witnessing. I mean that in the sense of, hey, can I pray for you? What's going on in your life? We're just afraid to, to talk about it. We're, we're scared. But when I come back to Scripture, I see that thought number two, lions ain't scared. I really wanted to make it scared, like S-K-E-E-R-E-D, but I was told not to. Lions ain't scared. 
Proverbs 28.1, one of my favorite verses. I love Proverbs, but I love this one. The wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. Think about that, how real and true that is. I give a quick story. The statute of limitations when you mess up as a kid is gone by now, right? So when I was 16 or 17, if I did something wrong, my dad that is in here, he can't get mad at me now, right? Yes? I got caught on this a few times. When I was 16, 17, back in my day, we had mixtapes, mixed CDs, where kids at school would make, make CDs and give it to you. They weren't always the most wholesome CD, right? So I would come home in my car, and when I'd turn onto my road, I'd turn that music back down and hopefully click it back to 88.3 before my dad would maybe get in the truck, the car. Because I'd come home, and he might say, hey, son, I need to borrow your keys and go do this, do that, because he couldn't take his truck. And it'd be that moment of, oh, no, did I, did I change the music? And he'd go out to the car, and I'd sit there, unrighteous, worried, scared, wicked, like hiding, waiting. Is he going to come back to the door? Matt, son, come out here. And it happened once or twice to where he'd say, hey, don't listen to that. You don't need to listen to that. And he never really came down on me too hard because that's who my father is. But still, I would sit there scared because I was unrighteous, right? Youth, that's a lesson for us. When we walk and we are not righteous, when we do things wrong, it's very easy to sit and wonder, man, when's this going to happen? I said this about this person, they're going to come after me. It's about to happen, they're going to get me. You walk around scared. Look at that picture. The righteous are bold as a lion. I'm a big animal. I like grizzly bears and lions and all that, and Facebook knows that. So it shows me videos of animals. You don't see lions scared, right? You see the gazelle eating grass, looking around, looking this way, looking behind him. He's waiting to get got. The lion is never that way. The lion is not scared. Righteous, when you are righteous, you have to be scared of anything. You have to be worried about the hammer drop and anything coming after you because you're walking in righteousness. You look back at those verses, who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? Walk in righteousness and you don't have to be scared of what anybody is going to say or do to you when you're trying to be spiritually bold. But that doesn't have the Holy Spirit in it that chunk. It does, but it doesn't. But I have another verse that I'm going to throw in there because I just said that, where's my notes? I'm sorry. Fear. Do not fear. 2 Timothy 1.7, for God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power. I think of power and boldness. He didn't give us that spirit of fear. We should not fear. That's where the Holy Spirit comes back. We should not fear if we are in tune with him. If we are walking in righteousness, had we spent time with Jesus and we're in tune to what the Holy Spirit is telling us, we should not fear of what anybody else is going to say to us when we're walking in righteousness. Walk in righteousness and you have nothing to fear. Spend time with Jesus and you're going to be in tune to what the Holy Spirit's telling you. He gives you a spirit of boldness, not of fear. Back to the jacket, same thing. I was scared. And really today is really the first day that I thought this. I thought, you know what, I always give a cop out in that story that I love that jacket because I'm not big in fashion, but I love the jacket, and I did. But it wasn't because I didn't want to give up the jacket. I would have gave up the jacket. It was because I was scared to go back in there because I'd already walked away because I missed it then when I was at the, at the counter. I was scared to walk back in there and the lady in line, and I'm like, excuse me, ma'am, I got to give this some jacket. It would have been weird and awkward, and I was scared. I didn't do it because I was scared. 
that's the truth of the matter, I was scared. The last part. Verse 15, the core of it. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Bold. Thought number three. We have an acronym in our youth group that we use all the time because I'm simple and practical. I like simple points and acronyms and that kind of thing. Um, This one, bold. Be on lookout daily. Anytime I speak, I just hope there's at least one thing that you'll take. And it doesn't have to be this, but I just hope there's one thing you take from this and go forward. Something simple, something easy, because I'm simple and I'm easy and not, again, common and ordinary. Bold, be on lookout daily. Always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. If we are being bold, we're going to be on the lookout daily for opportunities. We're going we're gonna to have been with Jesus We're not going to be scared. We're going to be on the lookout daily for what the Lord has for us, for what the Holy Spirit is going to show us that day. Because I believe every single day there's something he has for us. Think again about that lion, that point number two, that we're not scared because of the lion. The lion wakes up every single day ready to go looking for food. We are to be that lion. I love that picture of the lion he has back there. We are to be that lion when we are righteous every single day, on the look, on the prowl, for what we're going to do. The lion doesn't sit back, and it's not like he, he's, he's aggressive. He's going after what he wants. And I think as Christians, a lot of times it's, well, we'll just we'll sit back, and if, if they come to us, then I'll say something. And if, if, they, if they give me an opening, I'll say something. Boldness says go after and get it. Be like the lion and go after and get it. When the Lord tells you, there it is, go, right? Be on the lookout daily. That word hope, there, a reason for the hope that is in you. As, as I was studying, a lot of people take that and say, oh, well, I, I'm not, I don't know enough scripture. I can't, I can't defend scripture. I, I can't do that. The hope that is in you. First Peter talks about the living hope of Christ and who that is. We went to Tim Tebow Sunday night, the youth, and he talked about hope. And he says, and he called it a confident expectation. I liked how he said that. It, hope, when we say I hope this happens, or I hope it doesn't rain. It's wishful thinking. It's not what this is saying. This is saying a confident expectation that Jesus is coming back, that we have eternal life with Jesus, a confident expectation of knowing who Jesus is. So when it's saying always be prepared, ready to say something, be ready, it's, it's the hope, the confident expectation that each of us as Christians have in our heart to share with others. Because that's how we encourage others. That's how we get others to see us by being peculiar, by praying, by using our skills. When we're able to show that in our heart, what we know, people can't take that away from us. You can't take my testimony and my witness away from me because it's, it's mine. It's in my heart. You can't argue that against me, what Jesus has done in my life. It just can't be done. So don't have fear. Don't be worried. Go into these situations boldly ready to proclaim what your Jesus has done for you, right? When we've walked with him, we can do that. When we know him, we can do that. Be on the lookout daily in your actions, in your conversations, in where you go and how you react to your wife and your spouse. Be bold in that. Be on the lookout daily as to how you can show them Jesus in your life. My jacket story, again, 
quickly, the quick answer there is that morning I didn't wake up bold. I didn't wake up on the look to see what I could do for Jesus that day. I didn't. Clearly, point blank, it wasn't the, the clothes. It wasn't what I had on. It was because I just, I wasn't on the lookout. I didn't wake up that morning, spend time with Jesus. I was scared. I wasn't on the look to see what I could do for Jesus. So, I'm, I'm, and I meant to tell you this, Whitney, when I start talking about Shirley, which is right about now, I'm ready. Um, and, and my closing, I don't know how long that was. I'm probably shorter than what it was supposed to be, but that's good. I'm not there yet, but I'm getting close. Um, so I told you that jacket story, and that's one where I failed. And this one, you know, you say a story where you, you did something right. I don't mean it like this by any means. I mean it as this happened in my life to where I can then come back to you and just say, I saw this, I did these things, and this is what happened. So I am, by day, a realtor. This is not my day job. I am a real estate agent by day, so show houses. And I had a house to show in Irwin, Unicoi. In my seven years of work, I've been down in Irwin maybe twice to show a house. But I have a, I have a couple that we do FaceTime tours because they're out of state, and there was one in Irwin they wanted to go see. So this scripture, this boldness, this spiritual boldness had laid on my heart for a while. Um, I had studied it for a while, and I had prepped for a while as far as what does this mean? What is, how do I deal with this? What, what is this for me? So that looked like daily reading things and researching and listening to podcasts and praying and reading and researching and praying. All those things daily doing that, right? So I go to Irwin to show this house. And I'd already been told by the other agent that there's a, a woman, an elder, elderly woman there that will be in the house. She can't really get out. Is it okay if she stays? I said, yes, that's, that's no problem at all. I'll come introduce myself so she's, you know, not alarmed by me walking in the door. Um, no big deal. So I tell my people on the phone, give me just a second. I go knock on the door, and I see Shirley get up from the couch, and Shirley hobbles over to the door. And instantly, instantly, I heard the Lord whisper to me and say, you're here for Shirley. You're here for Shirley. But so in that moment, or before, I'd say the Lord whispered to me in the line at the grocery store, give me your jacket. I just missed it because I wasn't close to the Lord. He whispers to us. He'll whisper and say things, but if you're not close to him, you can't hear him. I heard him loud and clear that day. You're here for Shirley. Okay, I'm here for Shirley. I, I don't know what that is, but I'm here for Shirley. I'm ready. Guys, I was ready for Shirley. I go back and I get the phone. All right, guys, we're ready to do this and show the house and go through. It wasn't the house for them. Pretty sure I knew that from the start. I wasn't here for them. I was here for Shirley. So I go back to the car. I go back out to my truck. All right, guys, thanks. Talk to you later. I go back, knock on the door, and just let myself in so Shirley doesn't have to get up. And I go walk in to Shirley. I said, Shirley, this is not usual. This is not normal. I'm probably even breaking real estate rules by doing this. But I hit your door, and I felt the Lord. And I, and I knew she was a believer. So it wasn't like I could just, I could just tell. I, could just, I just knew the Lord already told me that. So I just said, Shirley, I feel like I've got to pray for you. I feel like there's something that I need to pray for you about. And I was standing by this chair over here. And she was sitting across the way. And I kept my distance, COVID world, and just, again, odd. And she started crying. And she said, in that chair is where my husband sat the day before he died. It wasn't that long ago. And he sat the day before he died. And I looked over, and he had his hands up. And she said, he just said, Shirley, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Heaven is beautiful. I can see it. It's beautiful. 
you hear things like that. It's like, eh, I believe every word of Shirley, and I believe every word of her husband. Today was, that day was Shirley's birthday, and she just said, man, I miss him so much. I miss him so much. I miss my husband so much. He did everything. He was everything. I miss him so much. I said, Shirley, I'm here just to tell you that he loves you. He still loves you, that the Lord still loves you. He's still here with you, and let me just pray for you. That's why I was there that day. And it was clear, it was so clear to me when I hit that door, you're going to knock that door down and go pray for this woman, boldly. Like it wasn't, I wasn't scared, I was ready to go in and pray for Shirley. Just get the showing done, let me go pray for Shirley. I got done praying, and again, the Lord said, hey, you're not done yet, there's something else. All right, Shirley, I feel like there's something else I need to pray for you about. Is there anything else going on? Shirley started crying again. Pamela, her daughter, who's probably 55, 60, just got diagnosed with cancer. And, she, and Shirley's trying to sell her house and move to a retirement home. And Pamela, the daughter and husband, are trying to get her there. And it's just, it's just a lot. Moving's a lot. But now you have this widowed woman doing it all by herself. It's just a lot. So she put her hands out, inviting me to come hold her hands and pray. That's what I did. And I don't say that in any way of a clap on the back. It's not what I mean. It's truly, I've walked that out. I said it was a testimonial teaching. I walked that out because at that point, the, the jacket store, I wasn't there. But this time I was. I had been with Jesus. I, I was ready. I, had, I was on the lookout daily for what the Lord had for me. And here it was. So I walked out of that door that day. Yes, that was for Shirley, but that was for me. It was to say, hey, you can experience Jesus in, in church. We do all the time. Man, experience me on your own in your quiet time. Experience me this way. I walked out, I left that driving back like, thank you. Like it was just, I spent time with Jesus. So I'm, that's my challenge to you all. And I don't mean it, it, boldness doesn't have to come in the way of witnessing to someone. Yes, that's part of it. But we talked about be a peculiar people. Pray boldly, desperately, persistently. Use our talents for the Lord because the master's coming back, right? He's coming back. We can't wait as a church. That verse, always be prepared. We can't wait as a church. We can't wait as individuals. I'll get going once the pastor gets here. I'll get going once this happens in my life. No, we have to start today because the master can come back anytime. So guys, I just challenge you, find your spiritual boldness. It comes through righteousness, through the Holy Spirit. Amen? Father, I just thank you for tonight. I thank you. I thank you for your word and for your presence. And I thank you how you love us. And you give us just what we need when we need it. God, I thank you for Shirley. And I just, I just would pray that wherever she's at and what she's doing right now, she feels your presence, that she feels your love. For Pamela, that you would touch her body. God, and for our congregation, that we would, we would come closer to you, that we would be closer to you in our lives each and every day, that it wouldn't just be on Sundays and Wednesdays, that we would want to seek you each and every day because you have something for us every single day. You didn't just call us here and then just say, ah, I'll use you in a month. No, every single day you have something for us, and we miss it all the time. 
God, allow us to find our spiritual boldness. Allow us to be in tune with your Holy Spirit to hear what he is telling us. Allow us to walk in righteousness. In your name I pray, amen.